Hey y'all, if you're interested in starting a podcast, listen up. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy and then you can distribute it everywhere. That's what me and Jojo use. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. It lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating it today. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money with ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's free. It's free 99. So go ahead and get started. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Zyra. Ooh. I'm going to try not to touch my hair this episode because last episode I was like so touching my hair so much. I know more people listen than watch, but still. Like, I literally was, like, the whole time, like. <laughs> it's because it's it's been looking tragic lately. Like, going, like, working out, well, working out and, and and getting your hair, like, wet and then using dry shampoo over and over again. At a certain point, you're just going to have to wash it. You see the butt of my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, last uh, last few episodes, I had my hair in a bun, too. For those of you who uh, follow us on Patreon and haven't really had the time to tune in, we did post a video a day in the life of Dyra as I am quickly featured because I was sleeping and she has an entire day before I even get up. That's life. Literally. We mean. Like that's, that's our life sometimes. That's what it is. Some days, not all days. Yeah. Just on a Friday. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so go check us out if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What I didn't else realize got? that. Look. Yeah, I was looking at that today. Yikes. Mm. People can't afford us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cut that out. Yeah, what we just we need got? to be more consistent. But uh, Merch update. We still don't have a, a specific time when we want to do this, but we've been scoping out some stuff. We've been looking at tote bags, um, some hats, which mm-hmm. we have samples of currently. You should see the amount of samples we have. And it's funny because I feel like we always have extras of what we don't use. Mm-hmm. Like we buy these samples and we're like, nope, nope, nope. And then we just have a pile of shit sitting in the corner. that Yeah, we that we don't like. Yeah. But that's, um, that's what it is. I mean, we could return it, but I just feel like it's too much to be returning shit. But. Yeah. It's all right. It'll be like our, it ends up being our, um, how you say that? Workout clothes. And just like Not t-shirts. even just our um, like practice merch. Mm-hmm. So like if we're heat pressing on it and stuff, we, we'll just, you know, do the drafts on them. Yeah. And then get to the real shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, tote bags, um, hats, and. Maybe some crop tees. Yeah. She's. she's Maybe. She wants these crop tees, and we just haven't found the right crop tees. Mm-hmm. So, summer's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Right around the corner, like summer's basically here. Yeah, and we don't have shit yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that is what we are trying to get through mm-hmm. as of right now. So, what's your luck? Right. Um, no, so what I was I was scrolling on TikTok and I saw this video of these two older ladies talking about a ninja lesbian. 
I love that you were scrolling when I sent it to you a long time ago. You sent it to me a long time ago? Yeah, I don't I know, did. man. I can't keep up. But basically, they were talking about ninja lesbians and like, what is a ninja lesbian? And they said it's someone who can interact with the streets underdetected as a lesbian. <laughs> we just be coming up with words. I want to say, I really don't know who be coming up with these names. Like, that's just you know, a straight passing lesbian. Yeah. Not, not a ninja. I mean, whatever helps you to remember, <laughs> you know, make up whatever terminology you want. But yeah. I just think it's funny how these these term like terms just come out of nowhere and then it's all of a sudden like a thing. Like, yeah, it's been a thing. Like mm-hmm. I've never heard ninja a day in my life. And I've only been gay for how long? <laughs> yeah, never. I don't Sounds know who, good though. I don't know who came up with it, but Yeah, on TikTok it's like always something new. Mm-hmm. There's always a new terminology or, you know, just a new type of, of, uh, <laughs> how do you say that? Like, I don't know. There's just always a new type of gay. Mm-hmm. I just can't keep up. Right. So today we want to talk about legacy. Mm-hmm. Why did you want to talk about legacy? Where did you come up with the idea of legacy? I have seen a question that talked about... It was like a dating question and it talked about it. So I thought it would be a good idea to talk about it. Like what we want our legacy to be. I mean, we're still very young, obviously. But life is short. You never know. This is valid. It's you never know. Mm-hmm. Like what do you want our legacy to be as a couple? And like what do you want your legacy to be as like an individual mm-hmm. type of thing? I had... When we were looking, because like we have a list of like topics, you know, we write shit down every once in a while and then come back to it and be like, all right, what do we want to do? And um, when I was reading lists, I seen this on there and I was like, wow, like that's actually a really good topic. I like that idea. And while I was at work, as usual, um, I always end up like writing notes down. Mm-hmm. Um, that shit's sitting on the door. <laughs> I never showed it to you because you had already had this already done up. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. like I don't want to go too far off. Mm-hmm. Um, topic of what you already have but um it came down with the same thing like what what do we want individually and then what will we want together mm-hmm. um but I think like for me I don't know I don't I don't know mm. I thought you were talking I thought you were thinking about it at work I was, and then, yeah. but I wrote down like questions and shit of like, what's your question? where we wanted the conversations to go, and it mm-hmm. was basically like that. Yeah, but um, okay, I could go first. So yeah. for me, um, I haven't really thought about it, so I'm gonna think it through. However, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna start off with like who has been really like a mentor to me, mm-hmm. like growing up. Um, there's always like someone that like, you look up to or something like that. And I feel like it was kind of hard for me to think about that. Like I know in school they would make you like write up like who's your, who's like your mentor? Who's your superhero? Who do you look up to? And obviously like I would always say like my mom. And I, I would say my mom because obviously that's very cliche, but I did see my mom work really hard. Like growing up, she always had like two to three jobs and she used to work in Wendy's. And I remember that she would work late at Wendy's and she would bring us um, like Happy Meals. Like they had their own type of Happy Meal with a toy. I don't think it was called a Happy Meal, but um, I I was always looking forward to her to 
to come and just bring me one of those little toys. And there's something about Wendy's that now every time I go to it, I think about like my childhood because hmm. I would always have chicken nuggets with sweet and sour sauce. Like that was my shit. Um, and there was always like these weird looking toys. I wish I would have kept them. Um, and I remember my mom also worked as like a janitor and she would do that at night. And then when I got to a certain age, I think I was like maybe like 13 or so, she would take me with her so I could help her. Um, and I would just be cleaning offices with my mom. And like, I feel like I think about that and I'm like, that's just, that's exhausting. Like working two to three jobs is just like exhausting. Like, I don't know. And then having kids on top of that, coming mm-hmm. to a country where you don't speak the language and like, it was, it was we, when I would help her like at this, um, school or whatever, like, um, cleaning things up. I remember I, I now as like a, an adult, when I see people clean, like janitors and things like that, like I always try to be respectful because I'm just like, I know what it's like. And they be passing the, that vacuum. There's a specific vacuum and I've fucking used that vacuum before and it's so heavy. So when I see janitors and I see them cleaning, I just, I just think about that. Cause I'm like, they work so hard. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got to a certain point where I was like, I don't want to go anymore. And she was like, why? And I was like, I just don't want to go anymore. And I felt bad, but I I was a, I was a kid, so I was just like, I don't want to, like, I don't, like, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, and she was paying me, like, you know, some $20 or some shit. But I got to a point where I was just kind of like a teenager, and I was like, I don't want to go. You wanted to be a rebel. Right. And it was me and my older sister. So I would be like, why don't you just take her this time? And then we'll switch or something, anything like Sarah, that. Sarah, go back and forth. Yeah, so I feel like that had a positive and a negative influence in me because I feel like positive, it's, like, all about, like, working hard and, like, grinding, grinding, and that's always been the type of person that I am. Like, I'm always trying to figure out, like, what can I do to be in a certain position or, like, make more money or whatever the case may be. But then it also taught me, like... um. Like, the negatives, just, like, the fact that, you know, we're first generation, so it's, like, we have to work extra times as hard as, like, other people who are more privileged and, you know, their parents have, like, these fancy jobs, like a lawyer and a doctor and, like, the kids live in a house. Like, I never, like, I I didn't, I feel like as a child, you don't realize that you don't have that because I grew up in the hood, so everyone near me didn't have that. But then as you grow up, you're like, oh, wow, like, we was poor. (laughs) We was poor. Yeah, but we're, I mean, you maybe weren't financially the the most stablest, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys, not you guys, I think when you come from a family who Mm -hmm. doesn't have the an abundant amount of money, mm-hmm. you know, you you kind of have a more so, um, I love, I, I don't know, I, I feel like your home is a little bit more abundant, you know, family, very loving, mm-hmm. you know, they actually care about you. Oh, like the relationship? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because I just feel like sometimes when you come from a lot of money, your parents and, and you know, mm-hmm. your family isn't really there mm-hmm. and you're, it's substituted with other people who just are there to take care of you because they're paid to. Mm -hmm. I mean... And I've seen that. Like, I used to... I've had so many different type of jobs, but I remember I used to babysit these kids, and I love that family. 
And um, the parents were, you know, they had money. Like, the dad was a doctor. The mom had, like, this really fancy job in the city working for, like, a social media company. One of one of them. And there were times where, unfortunately, they couldn't make it to, like, their practices because they were working. So I would be there taking pictures, sending it to them. But then it's like, damn, like, it's like, how do you juggle both? Where it's like you want a successful career, but then you want to be there for your family. And then if your partner is also trying to grind, it's like kind of hard, you know, like mm-hmm. life is just hard. Yeah. And I would be like, damn, so like, what do you want? Do you want to be there for your kids? Do you want to grind? Like, I mean, they, they would make it to most of them, but there were some practices and some things that they just couldn't make it. I just think that that's like the idea of like you want to show and be able to do everything, mm-hmm. you know, um, which always reminds me of this tiktok i seen mm-hmm. um i think it was what's her name shonda rhymes mm-hmm. and she was basically saying that when i'm a parent i'm a parent but mm-hmm. when i take away from myself from being a parent and i get into my work you know i'm not there as a parent all the time like i'm devoted to my work mm-hmm. so basically what she was saying like when you're devoting yourself to you know things in pieces you're everything's not going to like you're not giving yourself a hundred. But when you give yourself a hundred to one thing, you're absent for so many other things. Mm -hmm. And so like that always like seeps into my brain. And I'm just like, damn, that's kind of facts. Like it's, it's bittersweet because it's like, you're giving everything to what you want in Mm -hmm. that moment and working hard to, you know, thrive and be successful in a certain area in your life. Mm -hmm. But it's, the bitter part of that is like you're neglecting other parts of yourself or other aspects yeah. in your life that could use your presence. There was another video like that with Michelle Obama. I think it was her, but it was like somebody asked, like, how do you do it all? She was like, I don't. Yeah. I don't do it all. I love seeing those videos. Yeah. She she be dropping. Like they gems. be real. Like be yeah. real. Like I feel yeah. like I feel like with social media, it's so easy to see other people's lives Mm -hmm. and see like these moms who have like these super aesthetic instagram and their kids are always looking cute and proper they always look good and it's like girl how you do it i mean i'm not a mom but i just be wondering like ooh, like how you do it how you got time like my sister has three kids and i know that she'd be struggling (laughs) like she don't even post pictures of herself anymore it's all about the kids i mean the kids be looking cute Mm -hmm. then she gets ready afterwards yeah that's (laughs) That's rough, because then it's it's like you kind of lose that individuality. Yeah. Because now you're just a mom. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone's a little scared to lose that. But mm-hmm. um, as you were saying, I think my parents are also like my mentors. Um, I don't know. In all actuality, like I spent most of my time with my parents anyway, mm-hmm. and I grew up in a family business. Mm-hmm. So you know we are fortunate enough to have that. But it also um, took majority of our time, really. Like, we had our family time. Um, we did our family vacations. We were very in tune with, like, the, my mom and dad's side of family. So we always had things going on. Um, but growing up in a family business, I think they kind of think, like, I don't know, your parents have this idea of, like, you taking over the business one day. And, mm-hmm. I mean, ideally, you want that. Right. Um, but I don't, I think growing up in a family business sometimes actually pushes you away from it only because, you know, when we weren't at home, Mm -hmm. you know, parts of that 
took away our our time from our parents, right? Mm-hmm. Being present with each other and like, okay, well, at some point we weren't always at like we used to actually live in this our like house mm-hmm. and they had a storefront in the house. Mm-hmm. Um and they would be working there. So we would be like in the back in our <laughs> house and then they would be up front. So I don't know, it was just kind of like a lot of split time. Um, and it was like, we wanted to be where they were, but it was just like, I'm working. I can't entertain yeah. you. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it like took us away from our parents a little bit and, and it kind of made us hate the business a little bit. Um, and then when we started working there and then you're working with parents who aren't together. So it's just constant beef. Yeah. Just um, drama. Yeah. A lot of shit. But ultimately, I like, mean, I feel like family businesses are like that. Yeah. My dad also had a restaurant business. I told you about that. And yeah. like. Um, my sister worked there, my other sister worked there, my stepmom, and I remember they hired my sister's boyfriend at the time. Tell me why he was stealing. Like drama. Like yeah. it's like you can't trust people, can't man. Trust people, like right. it's crazy. That's, that's the hard part about having a Cameras and you still stealing. Why? Because yeah. it's not theirs. What the fuck? People want to take what's not theirs and think they're entitled to do shit like that. And well, then that affects their relationship. Yeah. Like you stealing from my dad's business. How, right. does, that How does that make me look? I vouch yeah, for you I mean, type they, shit. they broke up, obviously, yeah. but it was like little things like that. Right. I can only imagine. Nah, but aside from that, you know, my parents worked really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents also didn't come from, you know, wealth or like in coming from the best positions um, financially. And, and their parents really struggled to even get them to where they were. Um, and, you know, they had kids really young, so... You know, I glorify them to an extent because at the end of the day, we were never hungry. We always had what we wanted, you know. How I, how old was your mom when she had you? Um, She was 14 when she had my older brother. She was mm-hmm. 20 when she had me. 21 when she had my, my youngest brother. Yeah, my mom was around the same age. And she yeah. had my sister when she was 15. Mm-hmm. Early. Yeah, yeah, I don't Early. fucking know how the hell. <laughs> um. But, you know, my mom held her shit down for Mm -hmm. sure. Like, I think my mom, she kind of gives me, and I think that that's why sometimes I feel like I relate you to my mom is because it's that sense of maturity. Like, even though she shouldn't have been doing shit she was doing when she was that young. Yeah. um, You know, she was was the type of person that was really always, uh, like, accountable and held you know, and herself. still is. Yeah. Like, she she take care of her shit. She like, I'm not, I'm not about to let nobody take care of my shit. Like, if I did that, I did that. If that's my business, that's my business. And yeah. I'm going to take care of mine. Um, she, I, But I think that comes with the idea of, like, I don't want people to hold shit over my head. Talking about something you did, whatever for me. Yeah. But I think it just also has to do, like, um, I'm the type of person that, like, I'm, I think I'm a little bit more ahead because I've had to be like that since I was younger. Like, as a child, I'm trying to read papers for my mom and translate it to her in English. You know how hard that is? Mm-hmm. For, like, a 10-year-old to try to translate some business terms to your parents in English. And they're like, don't you speak English? Don't you speak English? Like, <laughs> getting mad and shit when you don't know how to say things. And yeah. I still struggle with that. I'm like, let me Google it. Because Google, now that we have Google, I wish I would have had that shit back in the day. Mm. Like... I feel like we're young, but like I was still, I re- I still remember where I where we couldn't talk on the phone and use the internet at the same time. We grew up in such a weird, not weird like in a bad way, but when ridiculous. I think of the entire transition from 
us being mm-hmm. younger to now, it's crazy, crazy, crazy the technology, ta- the right. technology transitions. Like to think like this and that like is all here. Like mm-hmm. this is what we utilize and we see kids utilize. Like, like the, people have a lot of knowledge right in front of them, and yeah. I feel like for us it was kind of like you just gotta figure it out. Yeah. So even like when when I was applying to colleges, it was like all these financial aid questions, and I would just have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like you, I feel like when you start at a young age being independent, you just grow up to be this like independent person because you have to help your parents. And I see that in a lot of like Hispanic communities, mm-hmm. and I think the language barrier is like the main thing that it's like our our parents don't know the language, so it's kind of hard for them. But I was gonna ask you, and. I don't want to play like victim or whatever, but do you feel like gay people are behind in life or like, do you feel like we're behind in life because we're gay and Latinas? And I know you're giving me that look because it's like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I'm, I'm what not, I, I mean by that is like, I feel like this is unrelated to like legacy whatsoever, but it just came to my mind because I want to talk about it. But like, sometimes I feel like gay people are just like behind in everything. Like, we're behind. Like, I feel like we rush to marriage and things like that when we meet a partner because I feel like it took us so long to get there. And relating that to, like, buying property and, like, I don't know, like, like having kids. Like, it's, like, for us, it's, like, we really have to, like, work hard to even have kids, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, buying property has nothing to do with you're gay or straight or whatever the case is, but... Most of the time, like married couples, men and women get together, buy a property. Usually the man is like making more money. Like that's just how society works. Like let's be real. Like men make more money than women, especially white men. Um, and like obviously if you come from like a rich family, then that you you have that cushion from your parents who give you like a down payment. Like here, this is a gift, 10K for your down payment, just giving you half of it. You put the rest down type of shit. You get me? Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm behind in life because, and I hate to even say it, like I'm, I think that I'm behind because I'm gay and I'm Latina and I think that's a barrier for me. You don't think so? No. I think so. I just think. And you it, know, oh, listen, it's another thing. You know that it's not a law, for, like it's not, basically people can discriminate against you if you're trying to buy a property and you're gay. That's not under the law where they can't like discriminate against. Like race, of course, you can't discriminate against that. But sexual orientation, like a like a seller could look at you and be like, mm, they're gay, we're not giving it to them and keep it keep about their day. Then we go and find another home. I I, 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 I know that. You don't of, gotta get my money of either. Of course, but it's like I don't know. And I and I low-key am feeling like society and life is like trying to come at the lgbtq community heavy but when you say like you're behind in a sense of your sexuality is that because you came out later i think so yeah okay so i can understand that Mm -hmm. but i don't think it puts you behind no no I can understand how like it seems that way is because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't really come out until later or some don't even come out at all and, and get to fulfill that part of themselves. Um, but I don't think like you're late to anything or it it's pushed you back. Like I think I'm late. Shit, if you wanted to get married right now, you could. It didn't it didn't push you back. But you didn't but yeah, have an idea when you wanted okay, to do that. Okay, but right now, yes, of course, because it's legal. 
But this shit was like illegal not too long ago. So I feel mm-hmm. like when it became legal, it's like, oh, okay, let's get like we could get married. But mm-hmm. it's like we were at a certain point where it was like we can't even get married. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, maybe you could buy a property, but you can't get married. But I also think, well, that and, and we're that going makes behind sense. in time because they trying to they trying to take all this shit away, and it's like, mm-hmm. why we was good, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that shit's crazy to me. But I don't know. I just think like when you when you compare what you have to what everybody else has, or what mm-hmm. you've seen, like society paints as a perfect picture mm-hmm. of you know you should have a home at twenty five and you should be married at twenty five and yeah. have kids before thirty. Like right. that's bullshit. Again, that's just like that painted idea that society's been giving for mm-hmm. years and has had us stress the fuck out <laughs> since we were kids. At this point, like let's be realistic. It's it. it it just isn't it and it's not for everybody that is not that's not the path that's not the the picture everybody wants to paint mm-hmm. so to think like you're behind because you don't have this or that or all of that i think you're you're creating more stress mm-hmm. you know on yourself on trying to get those things and i feel like mm-hmm. once people obtain those things you did all that work to obtain yeah. that life and then when you finally get it you're like one, what's the hype? Mm-hmm. Two, bitch, I've been stressing myself out for this and I'm still stressed. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like once you get those things, you're never really present in it anyway. Mm-hmm. So everybody's on their own timeline is my point. Yeah. I don't, it's easy to, to look at everybody and be like, oh, that's, you know, well, you you were dealt the better cards. That's like lucky you. Yeah. Um, But I, I don't. I still I, I still think we're a little behind. Uh-huh. That's that's my opinion, but mm-hmm. I get where you're coming from because you obviously can't compare. But I remember watching this video when I was in college and it was like a race. And it was like, I forgot what the YouTube video was called, but it was basically like the American race. And it was people racing, but it was like the black people couldn't go until a couple years later. The white people started running like as soon as it hit go. So once the black people started running, it's like, God damn, you already won the race. Like, I'm, I just started running. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, it's like, it's it's all about history, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But yeah, anyways, got off on a tangent. Um, so back to legacy. It's like, what, what do you want your legacy to be? And like, what, I guess you could talk about like what you want our legacy to be too. I think individually personally Mm -hmm. for me um every time like i think of legacy or like what is it that you want to leave behind Mm -hmm. i always think of that beyonce song i was here and when i hear that song i'm just like i get chills and i start crying a little bit because i'm just like yo when you think of like legacy and like you know what what is it in the song because i I can't recall what lyrics does she say that oh i'm not about to sing it to you Uh, why not after (laughs) um but every time, like, I feel like when you hear that, you associate the idea of, like, you have to be, like, a famous person or somebody oh, who girl, comes from please. wealth and has money to be okay. remembered mm-hmm. as such. You know, like, you have to be of, of importance. Oh, yeah. To like, be you have remembered. to be a celebrity. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's easy to think that, obviously, because, fuck, when you're a celebrity, the world has access to your entire being. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, I don't know. I started to realize, like, you don't have to be anybody important to the world to, like, leave a legacy, you know? Yeah. Um, 
it, it really starts with like your family. Like, what do you want to leave behind for your family? I feel like most of us, as we get older, we we decide that we want to build a family. And we're like, I want to leave this, this type of life for my kids. I'm going to work hard now and I'm going to grind and I'm going to put money aside or or, you know, have some type of funding. So when my kid is old enough, they have, you know, this this thing, this cushion to, to yeah. you know, go to. Um, but I think for me, obviously with this platform, you know, outside of just being, leaving a legacy for my family, I think this mm-hmm. platform alone is uh, legacy enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just being able, like I said, for like when we started is, is giving people a, a, a safe space, you know, somewhere where they can, um, relate to have mm-hmm. that representation and everything that maybe we didn't have when we were younger. Yeah. I'm really, really big on the idea of being the person you needed, you know, mm-hmm. um, because we really don't know the type of resources and, and what people have, mm-hmm. you know, around the world. Yeah. So my legacy, I would love to be remembered as just a happy person. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say happy because I feel like people are always with this idea of happy. Um, obviously, like, you know, we all have our shit, so everything's not going to be chipper. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just the sunshine in the rain, I guess, so to say. You yeah. know, we have our hard times, but I guess I always want to look at the better aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Um so I think like things I want to be remembered for is just like my kindness, you know, my outgoingness mm-hmm. and just my ability to to want to help people. You know, mm-hmm. that's really it. Nothing crazy. I don't got to be rich. I guess if I don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I sure as fuck, I'm not crazy about being famous. You know, I could be known a little bit, but yeah. But yeah, just it's the simplest shit, you know. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I would say the same thing. I feel like, well, like with the podcast, like I feel like that's, we're leaving that behind as a couple, like this legacy behind. And this is going to be online for some years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like you ever have those friends where you're like, yo, what would I do without you type thing? Like it's like they... They just uplift you. You just learn a lot from them. You know that you can go to them when when you need like a laugh or you need like advice. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like I want to be that for people, even though unfortunately we can't personally talk to everyone because mm-hmm. there's obviously so many people. But like sometimes we we do this podcast right and we're like, wow, this is a lot. This is a lot of work. Jesus. Like, it's, like, with the editing and, like, coming up with, like, topics that are, like, entertaining, relating into LGBTQ, even though we're more than just gay. And having full-time jobs and, like, we're also people who always have a lot of plans and things like that. Like, sometimes I'm like, damn, is it worth it? Like, sometimes I do question it, but it is worth it. Like, besides some money that we make from it, besides that, like, I love getting messages from people. Like we got a message today, uh, not today, this week from one of our listeners, and it was like really sweet. And I read it to you, and I was like, I love that people feel like that when they listen to the podcast. Like I want them to feel good, like having a stressful day or something. Like sometimes you don't get to have these like 
really deep conversations with your friends. Like people are busy mm-hmm. and I feel like just listening to a podcast, it kind of just, it's kind of like a, I don't know how you call it. Like someone told me that it was kind of like a, not like a stress reliever, but it was like their me time. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, this is my me time where I get to like do some chores or take a walk and listen to you guys. And it feels like I'm sitting in a room with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want, I want, us to be like that for people like we may not have all the followers in the world but we do have some listeners and like we appreciate each and every one of you who really keep coming back and listening to us it's not the quantity it's the quality it's the quality right and like there are so many gay couples out there like Mm -hmm. so many so many lesbian couples and like not that it's a competition but me and you post videos talking you know mm-hmm. how hard it is for people to just stop and listen to you talk yeah if people you're not see the aesthetically pleasing things the cue and like you know but intimate it, it's things. not even yeah but it's not even about it's also like people like people love funny videos people mm-hmm. love like skits and yeah but they're like not that. all funny yeah people love skits and all of that but it's like we don't do that so it's harder for us to kind of grab people's attention Mm because we're not making these like funny 30 second skits you know even though i love like all the queer couples that we follow like it is hard we're also two latinas and if we don't look like someone it's more likely that they scroll because they can't relate you know um but yeah and personally obviously when i was talking about like my mom and her being my mentor I related that to legacy because I want to leave generational wealth, like, for our family. Like, if we decide to have kids, when, if, like, I want them to feel like they have a cushion. Like, they don't have to do it all by themselves, you know? Like, God forbid, people be losing their parents out of nowhere. And imagine, like, you just left with nothing because your parents left nothing for you. Like, it's hard. Like, that would be hard, like having to deal with life without having your parents there. And not that I'm always thinking about death or something like that, but I'm I always want to be like on the safe side. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like having generational wealth just I, I people be saying that what what what's the stupid phrase like um money doesn't buy happiness? You know I hate that phrase. Cause it does. It doesn't. It really does. It really doesn't. Money, cause listen, you could give me fifty k right now. You I would be happy for. You would be happy for the day. No, you would be happy for no, the no, no. day. Maybe no. a week. That's a down payment on something. I could. Pay and some, then what? That I could, down payment is gone. I could pay some bills. You I could. That, and it's I gone. I could get a multi unit. You're not happy anymore. I could get a multi unit. Get some side money, feel me? Like you so like really like no no I no babe I really hate when people say that phrase because because it it does it pays some medical bills it pays some regular bills money but money buys anything money buys anything anything it may relieve some financial stress but it's not it doesn't buy happiness. Babe, if we had all the money in the world, we could just We would find pod- another problem. We could we would find we could, another problem. We could just podcast for a living. We would find another problem. Why? We could find a producer, get a do studio up in here. Like what you talking about? Yeah, but I think that's that's obtainable without a bunch of money. Of course, but I'm saying like that's not our priority. So of course if we had all the money, we're not gonna be like first thing podcast. Like we got other <laughs> we we got other issues. <laughs> like 
But I, I think, think me and you are just never going to agree to that. No. I don't think it buys happiness. I, I do think that it would it would help. It would help a lot, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I just think, like, as people, we're always going to find a problem. There's but always going to be something in the way. There's always going to, like... I get that, but it's, like, more money, more problems if you want to do yeah, that. Yeah, but if you had... If you want to buy you a had money... Dollar, Listen, if you want to buy a million dollar house, not knowing that all your bills is going to be over $100,000, then that's on you. Because people get greedy with money. This is why most millionaires go broke. Because they don't know how to deal with their money. Mm-hmm. They just buy things. And then they don't think about, oh shit, the electricity bill, the water bill so for this big house. Like You got to live... You got to live comfortably, but you can't be greedy. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I also say that money does buy happiness is because we see that with money, like all these celebrities and shit, they go to the best doctors, the best treatment. Like they're able to really get the best doctors in the world if something was to ever come up for them. And money will buy it. You want their BBL. Girl, nobody, I, no, not a BBL. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> she wants the best that, ass doctor, y'all. That's what she talking about. That's not what I'm Sorry, talking no. about. Um, yeah, that's going to be agree to disagree. But it'd be nice to have some shmoney. I will say that where it's like you have a little bit more financial freedom. I don't want to be rich. I just want to be able to be like, okay, I don't have to wait till the next paycheck or whatever. Okay, okay. Keep checking if our if you got like a million dollars right now, what would you do? I'd have to talk to my parents. My dad well, is my fan- financial advisor. Why? We mean why? My dad is really good with money. <laughs> what you think I'm going to do? Go, go buy my G okay, wagon. Okay, but like what? Okay, but like what else? You talk to him and then what? I mean, it's only a million dollars. Like, uh, babe, you can still do something with that. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you could do something with it, but you also want it. You also want it to to be the right okay, you financial don't even know situation. What you, would do. <laughs> you haven't thought about this? No, Miss, because I, I love yo. Dollars. She love getting lottery tickets. I do. That's her shit. I do. I do. But that's different. A million dollars is a lot, but it's like you talk about three mil. Yeah, uh, three hundred mil. Okay, one mil after tax is not even a mil. Okay, but no, no, after taxes is oh, one mil. Still not a lot. Um. I don't know what I would I would find a way to for it to just invest like uh-huh, to for uh-huh. it to keep growing. Right. Um what what am I spend on if I'm not, you know? That's good. That's me. I want that shit to keep generating more money, more money, more money because not more problems. What's a million dollars. It it's going to be more problems cuz motherfuckers want to come out the woodwork and want money. But anyway, that's not a part of our legacy conversation. So, the legacy that I want us to have as a couple um, I always say this. I feel like I've said this before. I don't know if it's been on Patreon or on here, but um, the idea of having your relationship on the internet, whether it's just doing cute shit or like the platform like that we have right now, um, it it's always like been a shaky idea to me because I've seen so many um like relationships online and they they just break up failed relationships i don't want to say that it's failed but it is sad when they break up and then it's not a thing oh my lord i just always think about that i'm like wow maybe like you just don't want to be that open on the internet Mm -hmm. um but i think in our case and the and, and the platform that we have and in the way that we've done it um i think it's been more helpful than anything yes uh, I feel like we try to be entertaining, or at least I try to be entertaining enough. So I'm not entertaining. To keep you guys, 
I didn't say you weren't. Ah, Lord have mercy. <laughs> well, you're the brains. I'm the entertainment. That's freaking frack. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I think that we came into this with the idea of, of helping. So um, I think like as long as we keep that idea of just lending our hand from a distance or our shoulders for you to lean on, you know, um, because I think that just as much as we think that this is helpful for other people, I think it's just as helpful for us mm-hmm. um, because we get to sit here and have these conversations and you guys actually do give us feedback. So that's actually kind of awesome too. And it, it, it's a good push. I'll tell you that. Cause like she said, there are times where we're just like, damn, like this is a lot. And to obtain this, our full-time jobs and our relationship. <laughs> Some days we don't know if we're going to make an episode, <laughs> you know? So, um, but ultimately, yeah, as a couple, I just want, you know, this platform to keep growing and giving you guys somewhere to come crash and feel safe and heard and related. But I also want us to be, you know, remembered and known as just resourceful i mean sure mm-hmm. resourceful but i think like that we were honest mm-hmm. you know true to ourselves right you know lived our honest mm-hmm. selves you know i feel humbly. like we're very transparent and i feel like sometimes i don't see that with couples mm-hmm. and i could just sense the fakeness yeah over the screen and i'm like why yeah like we want the real deal we want the tea you right. know who else is gonna who else is going to agree to disagree about money making happiness? No, nah, not these other couples. They'll be like, oh, okay, baby. And then they'll kiss on screen and everyone loves it. It is so hard to be fake on screen. Let me tell you. It's so hard. They do. I don't know. I think maybe it's just a us thing. But I think like when something fucking bothers you, something bothers you. And it's so hard to be like. <laughs> because then it's like, I don't even want to fucking touch you right now. But I'm touching you on camera. Like that's the shit that goes on in your head. And you're just like. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's super hard to be fake on screen. I that's one thing I don't like and she knows is like to be fake and to be awkward. Yeah. Because it's, it's I can't. Um Right. But yeah. We appreciate everyone who still listens to the podcast. Uh we appreciate all our patrons, patri- patrons. That's mm-hmm. what they're called. That's of okay, course. So. Um <laughs> it's been a journey. I mean, we're still obviously here. We're gonna record, but I just wanted to bring this up. And yeah, regardless, this platform will be our legacy and you guys will be our legacy because y'all will be, you know, putting us on, y'all gonna right. be putting people on to us mm-hmm. and vice versa. So yeah, thank y'all. I love y'all. Drop thank the you. We out. Nah, we still got a family meeting. <laughs> I'm straight, but I think I'm in love with my BFF with the title. So I'm in a straight marriage. I have been married over 14 years, have three kids and a great husband. I've always found women attractive, but never have I attracted one. Over a year and a half ago, I became friends with a coworker who had just moved into town. We had a ton in common and we hit it off. She joined our small work group of three girls and we started all hanging out. Eventually, she and I hung out more, even when her boyfriend finally made it out here. After about six After about six months, I found myself wanting to see her daily. I anticipated sex messages. I could legit just sit in the same room as her and be happy. I was fucking wrecked over this girl, and I still am. 
me, a straight, and she puts in quotations, married woman who was living the life many dreams of, many dreams of was and is willing to put it all online, all on the line for her. Except she has a boyfriend, although her vibe gives off L energy big time. And she became one of my best friends in a really short period of time, and I'm afraid to lose her. I've never crossed a line with her or even attempted it. What should I do? I've never been with a woman, but I've never felt this way for one either. Damn, that's tough. So y'all never done anything. This is literally just your friend. Mm -hmm. But you find yourself having feelings for this friend. Mm-hmm. And a friend don't even know. Mm-hmm. And they're both straight, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I am traumatized. I feel like sometimes the idea of being with someone is, is so much so more much than actually being with someone. Right. So it's like, it's kind of hard to like mm-hmm. risk it for something that may not even be that great. Like you really have to... To know in your head that if this doesn't go in the way I hope for it to go, mm-hmm. like this could really go to shit. Yeah, like my and life could to, be be twisted up upside down. Yeah, and you have to legitimately be prepared for that. Like I hate to say it, but sometimes you have to prepare yourself more for the for what worse can happen. Yeah. Instead oh of yeah. Like, for, oh, that this could be good. Like yeah. I'd rather be surprised at it, the fact that it turned out good. Yeah. Because I expected it to be bad. But that that is a lot at stake. That is a lot at stake for something you don't know, um, for something you haven't experienced yet. Um, I'm not saying you should you should hide the way that you feel in a sense of like you know, if you were to feel like this about another woman. Um, but that's a lot because she still has a boyfriend, and you have an entire. Marriage, marriage for 14 years and and yeah um i don't know that's rough that's like i i 110% agree with the idea of something being better than what it actually could be i only say that because i remember when i like the first girl that i ever dated like i feel like i remember these feelings these like she's my friend but the girl was actually gay so it's like she, it was like she was my friend, but it was like, but I feel weird. Like, I feel like I like her more than a friend. And it was like, it's like this feeling that you, it's like having a crush on somebody. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's different when it's like your first crush. Cause you're like, you keep fighting it. Like, why do I feel like that? Like, you feel weird. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, ew, like I'm really crushing on somebody and a girl. Like, what's going on? with me so like i get that feeling um but then when like things got serious with this person it was like they were a different person when you were actually like dating them Mm -hmm. so you was cool as a friend but now it's like getting crazy Mm -hmm. um so that's why i say that and I, i mean you could say that with any relationship doesn't even have to be a girl like it could be a guy like someone a guy you're crushing on and then you actually start dating him, you're like, yeah, I'm over this. I think once you cross that threshold of, like, you know, being mm-hmm. intimate and being more involved, people do show it another side of them. And I think it's just there, it's just the part of them that kind of, like, builds that wall mm-hmm. because they're a little scared of being, like, a thousand percent vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Or they really just don't know how to. 
Um, but all in all, I just think. Or that, or this could be the love of her life. I don't know. It might take a couple times. <laughs> Yo, we see it all the time. Married woman leaving leaving their husband after years. Uh-huh. They have. Kids I mean, people now change. They, now they got a uh, like, you know, a wife instead of a husband. I think. I think. I don't know. I don't want to say people just change and become gay. I I think like that's something you kind of always knew and had an idea yeah. and never acted upon it and never like took the time to experience right. you know your sexuality. Um and then it, it you think it just goes away cuz you build this life with someone and, right. then, and then you meet someone like what's Yeah, that going triggers on? that part right. of you and then it's like here I am, bitch. I never uh-huh. left. Right. Um and that but the, the scary thing about that it's like yeah, you could ignore it. But it might happen again with somebody else. Yeah. It's like, how long are you going to keep fighting this? Yeah. It's really a decision on you, really. Yeah. I really think... I personally wouldn't think that it was a it's a risk willing to take because the girl also has a boyfriend. Yeah, and she that's hasn't... The, that's the only problem. She hasn't expressed to me that there's any type of feeling on her end. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, it's up to you. If that's a conversation you want to have with her, um, if you think it's going to be beneficial to you, but ultimately, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, but nah, like, you know, you know better than anyone. Right. So if you really know your friend, it's either a conversation that can be had, and if it's not reciprocated, it can easily be dismissed like it just didn't happen and mm-hmm. you guys can go about it um you know in a positive way or i would try to talk to like you said it's three of us it's three of y'all at work well first of all this email is late so we're sorry like we are so behind our emails if you've emailed us we are so sorry but if it's three of y'all at work i would try to talk to one of the other girls and be like yo she be flirting with me you should like try to ask her if she's like bi or something I don't know. Like, make your friend do the work. Be like, please help me. Like, figure out a plan to figure out if this girl is like. That reminds, me, that reminds me of the L word when Dana had the whole crew try to go figure out if Laura was gay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, girl, I wish you the best of luck. You'll figure it out when you're, you know, the time is right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do what you do. Mm-hmm. Do what do what works for you. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's all. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. Goose, goose, mother goose. Bye.